0: Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts, and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review, and together we can leave a bigger, positive mark on the world. So, Chad, welcome to Elevate Your Brand today. Absolutely, man. I I well, first and foremost, man, thank you
1: for allowing me to show everybody what my everyday normal para looks like when it comes to work. Yeah, so, um, like sure. we said here before we were recording guys, he, he caught me on the road. So I'm actually in, um, I'm doing this on the fly, uh, with the local park and ride here in Wisconsin and, uh, yeah, guys enjoy it. This is, I, am pretty transparent when it comes to stuff. So like, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, half my life was on the farm. Half my life was off the farm. So um, I've been at, through everything from, you know, being ankle high and, you know, farm stuff to, uh, <laughs> being dressed up in a, in a tie and all that fun stuff here, guys. So I'm pretty transparent when it comes to my life, when it comes to that stuff. So,
0: yeah, we're well, that's a cool thing too, that we're going to be able to dive into your story and just how you overcame some, some big obstacles and, and what, obviously what led you to do in battle Warrior your brand. So, yeah, I guess uh, kind of high level, you know, what was that journey like, what, led you to battle warrior brands right now today okay so battle warrior brands is actually a quite
1: easy breakdown for me but it's actually a theme that kind of occurred around this so i i know there's a huge theme with warrior and all that stuff but um i was trying to tie in to the the story of my perseverance of of getting back up um, like i said being transparent you know, going through multiple addictions, having dyslexic issues, just it's th- there's been a repeated pattern throughout my life where, you know, I would I would go, you know, when the crowd goes right, I go left. That just <laughs> it's been a natural thing since I've been little, um, and the the you know in the face side of it, it's called overcomer, um, but perseverance is the best word of saying it. So. Uh, the, the term battle warrior, actually, the funny thing about it is if you look up my name, Chad, there's two mm-hmm. definitions. One is battle and the other one is warrior. And I'm like, okay, this has got to be a thing. So um, <laughs> basic market 101, we just blended it all together. And uh, the cool thing about it is when you, when you look at, okay, the term Chad Smith, we'll just say it that way there's a really well-known drummer. So when it comes to like SEO in, in the business side of it, behind the scenes, um, I had a kind of, I don't want to go against that, that current of water when it comes to that stuff. So uh, for me, it was a, a real natural brand, a real natural uh, thing to, just to kind of like label my, not say label, you know, I, I grew into that role and uh, kind of just use that, that there's, there's more things down the pipeline, but um, we all, like you have your own podcast we, i have my own podcast we, we get into this world and uh there's like stars and stuff moving and all fancy <laughs> stuff but you just grab what works guys and and, and keep it simple and just persevere forward and so For um, sure but that's where so that's what, the i'm sorry go
0: ahead yeah no yeah i was just gonna kind of like play into that like things kind of just happen it to, to play out the way it did. But, you know, sometimes we have to make clear decisions to move our journeys in one direction or the other. And you, and you made that some, some decisions to move your journey in this direction. So what caused you or what was the point, you know, in your life that you said, Hey, I want to, I want something different. I want to build something positive and, and kind of get out of this, this life that I'm in right now and start well, to build something. Yeah,
1: the there to me, it's that's a kind of a three part question. It's not like a three part question for me, but like it's going to be a three part answer. So, um, for me, throughout my life, I I grew up in the Upper Midwest, here, guys. So um, I'm a true blooded Wisconsinite, Nothing good or bad or whatever, guys. It's just up go, here pack, we have, a, we have <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a history, um, and it's not even to say a history. It's just the a traditions of you know, being around the environment of alcohol and it's good or bad. It's just, it's a normal routine up here. So, um, so guys like, and I explain it to everyone, I'm 36 turning 37 back in late eighties, early nineties. There's a whole different set of rules when it comes to having kids around alcohol and all that stuff. And, uh, what seemed normal to me ended up not being normal for certain events so like for me i was always in the bars you know doing the friday night fish with my parents um my parents are very active when it comes to sports and bowling and all that stuff so a lot of that stuff which is like i said for that age group was a normal routine um to us got us involved into that industry let me use the term you know entertainment industry at a very young age and and to me you know, Ed Millett uses the best word. It's, it's not, the kid's not taught. It's what he sees. And, mm-hmm. and to me, like everything I saw was having someone have a beverage in their hand or, you know, and I, I don't smoke cigarettes or anything, but like, it's, you know, seeing someone smoking cigarettes and, um, it was just a natural pattern. So like growing up in the family, uh, we all have old school grandparents and, uh, you know, grandpa say, Hey, well, you're up, make me a drink. It's just a traditional thing, guys. It's not a bad, you know, for me it's not a bad thing, but it's a traditional thing. And and it was just the patterns of, you know, repeated patterns of that. And, Mm. uh, ended up being, I started tapping into alcohol. You know, I know my mom jokes with this a little bit, but, um, my first official alcohol in my system was like one or two years old, just because, um, there's some choices back then, but we're not going to go in in depth of that choice. (laughs) But, um, where I put it in my mouth, physically hand it to me and up and in, um, was early deer hunting time frame. So I'm guessing like 11, 12, somewhere in there. And, and to me, it was like a normal pattern. So like you go up to the hunting cabin, you go to the camper, you go, whatever it is on the weekend for the entertainment. You ain't going anywhere. So have one, have two, whatever the situation is. And what I ended up being is it was just a normal pattern that just kept brewing and brewing and brewing. And what ended up happening is I would chase whatever it is for the entertainment. So Mm -hmm. for me, when I was 16, 17 years old, actually I started a little bit earlier, but like 13 years old, I got hooked into tournament fishing and 16, 17, 18 years old. I was in on the road on the weekends, um, regionally. And then when I turned 18, I was traveling nationally to certain locations. So for me, you know, 18 years old and older. I was at the hotels with guys 15, 20 years older than me. I was I was out at the Perkins. I was doing the signatures. I was, you know, <laughs> living the road life at a very, very young age. And um, it, you know, people joke around. They're like, it's it's like a being a rock star on the road. You show up in a mm-hmm. town, you know, you have you have your crazy guys, you know, joking around, but you have you <laughs> have the guys that have the wrap boats, the trucks. You're rolling in a town with a hundred plus thousand dollars worth of stuff even though it's dead to people it's stuff and um you know you got cameras on shows labels whatever it is you're all dressed up like an ass race and um, <laughs> people see that and and they treat you a whole differently and ended up being is it's you know i saw some friends end up cheating on their wives on the road mm-hmm. at 18 19 years old and to me, it was more of the go-go. And I'm still working on it now, but like the go-go-go mentality. So yep. um, the habits of go play hard, go play hard. hard. And what ended up happening is I went into college with that same mentality and uh, found out I enjoyed drinking a lot more than I enjoyed classes and, and got kicked up my first year, um, which brought up my dyslexic issue Mm. um which was a spiral because i'm very hyperactive and, and to us AD, you know we're going to use the term adhd and that's a repeated term that's always out there right to us i'm going to say the people in that avenue um there's a few things i learned that we process very fast anything that gives us a rush we pay real attention to and and thirdly anything we're very all in on we pay attention to um on the fourth thing, when it comes to that, when you look at addictions and stuff, there's two repeated patterns, which are you're all in on something, mm-hmm. and you absorb and you go. It's it's the same mentality. So it's, you know, our brain chases a stimulant. Technically, is what it is. And um, my stimulant in college was a typical kid at college at party. Obviously, you know, drugs, alcohol, girls. And uh, at the time I got kicked out of college, I came back in. Um, I had to physically legally be on Adderall or the school would kick me out. Mm. So ended up being is I was mixing stuff together. I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know, doing any fitness or anything and had Adderall had issues, wasn't focusing. Obviously I know why, um, <laughs> doctor would prescribe more Adderall. So it, they would increase my dosage. I would drink hard. I would do more, whatever it was. So everything that you shouldn't do on Adderall, I did. and. Um, Pretty much clean my life up a little bit at the time when I when I met my wife, my first wife. I'm I'm gonna hit that the first wife, and um, kind of I knew at that time certain things like like whiskey and the hard stuff I had issues with, so I kind of backed away. Um, but the the thing about it is when when life comes and hits you, there, there's multiple times that kind of life came and just dropped the floor on me. So at that same moment. Um, my tournament career was prematurely ending and, um, the bank was two to three months away from stealing my boat, stealing my fish and tackle. And I pretty much spiraled out of control and, um, you know, just more down kind of had it, didn't appreciate being the fighter growing up. I don't want to say it that way. So like, I wasn't a physical fighter, but like a mental fighter, a perseverance fighter and, yeah. um, kind of just lost myself in my 20s um ended up getting married you know all of us guys if if guys and girls i'm gonna say it this way but like sometimes you meet the right one right away and and it's sunshine and rainbows and you get your house you get your kids whatever and and that normal normal pattern i'm air quote normal pattern kicks in Mm -hmm. you have a phenomenal life that's amazing um my life was it's full of like hurricanes and storms and all that stuff and um you know, we, we ended up getting married and obviously I didn't address my addictions issues. So at that time, you know, alcohol was still, I was good at, I was monitored by my, my wife at the time. Um, but we were trying to have kids and my mind wanted to have a farm and, and kind of pay back everyone that told me I couldn't do it growing up. And, uh, so I was so you know determined and everything on that. I ended up pretty much pushing her away. And, and the time when we were trying Hold on here, sorry. Uh the time that we're trying to have a kids, I would um be addicted to my pornography and uh mm. which would offset us trying to have kids. So um ended up being three uh three and a half four years into it. Um after three I think three clomid tries, a surgery and all that stuff, she ended up um ended up going out, finding her husband at the time while we we're married and uh, got mm. pregnant and kind of left. So um, as extreme as you're going to get extreme of a divorce, um, I'm not going to joke around with it, but I can kind of chuckle since it's been five years ago for me. Cause there's so much differences in my life and changes and, and giving back to community and all that stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes stuff like that to kind of like wake the addiction, and then it takes stuff, um, to overcome it. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the pattern for me to overcome, was multiple things. Um, spiritually, uh, I had a friend that saved me the time when I knew my wife was doing all that stuff. Um, I wanted to drive my car off the road into the house to Mm -hmm. be brutally honest. Mm -hmm. And, um, I knew exactly where they were. I know who it was, exact location. and, And I was within minutes of doing it. And, uh, she called me up. She's like a friend of mine. She's like, Hey, someone told me to give you a call. I just have a gut feeling. I have to give you a call. Are you doing okay? And at that moment, it was, uh, hey, I need to pray for you, whatever situation was. And I had a relationship. uh, It was, we call it now like the creaster level. You go Christmas and Easter and kind of leave it at that. (laughs) Um, That's just how it is. And um, for us, she ended up kind of restoring the faith back in my life. And in that same person throughout the year, I would, I would go party and and she, mm. she was a long distance mother is the best way of saying it. I have my own parents. I moved in with my parents to kind of get my feedback on. But you know, when you, when you go through dating someone in your twenties, when you hit 30, <laughs> you get like this year or two of saying, Hey, I'm free. I don't want to date no one and just go on like a tirade. And, and I went on a tirade real, real hard and, uh, ended up, um, at my peak drinking three eighths to half bottle of vodka night. And then still go to the virus and um, ended up being at that time. I kept getting repeated patterns from that friends. Um, she's like, Hey, this is the daily, you know, daily message or daily Bible quote, whatever it was. There was repeated mm-hmm. patterns saying, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant, be sober. Um, I'm not as known guys. Don't quote me on the exact verse. I know it's more <laughs> in depth, but um, I'm learning with that. I'm a new <laughs> process of that, but um i've seen it six seven times in like six months and and for like the first one like all right cool whatever the second time she's like hey didn't i just send you this i'm like yeah why what's going on she's like seriously this popped back up on my end i did not (laughs) like all right cool and it just kept showing up and showing up and showing up and finally like after the fourth fifth one i'm like okay so what's going on she's like i'm not physically sending you this on purpose it's just it's what it's occurring and i'm like okay she's like maybe you should listen and it wasn't the hey it's she goes someone's talking to you maybe you should listen <laughs> yeah and and i'm like all right whatever i'm not gonna yeah i mean guys when you're in a full-blooded addiction you can give a hundred reasons why you want to not clean up and i gave all of them and um because because to me sin and you know to all of us that's sin sin good bad whatever it is sin's fun mm-hmm. and you want to keep yep. doing it and um when, when it comes to that ended up being there there's a night that you know my grandfather was slowly passing away and mm-hmm. uh, like a month or two before he passed away um our family collectively got together because we knew it was the kind of like the last hurrah of having you know the the big um party is the best way of saying it and mm-hmm. um I went over to my you know, family member's house, dropped the bottle of vodka up on the thing, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great today. And it was a half bottle of a 175. Hmm. And they're like, oh, that should be like a week. I'm like, no, that's a day. And I never in my life had the deer in the headlight look where people just kind of stopped. Like, the world just pauses. And it, it was seriously like an alien movie. And I, I don't want to joke like this, <laughs> but like the eyes, like everything stopped. The eyes just turned. And it felt like you had like 14 different spotlights on you mm. and I I've felt pretty good that night ended up uh, kind of doing some things behind the scenes. And in the next day I got a message from a very close family member and, and thank you. And I thank them to this day. I'm um, saying, if you ever do that situation, what occurred at that moment, again, she's like, I'm going to disown you in a, in a nice way. Mm. She's like, don't ever do that yeah. again. And um, that was the turning, the, main turning point of um giving a go so like I, I sobered up there i went home i you know dumped the bottle out the next morning and um kind of made it to like a month um here in wisconsin i sobered up around halloween time frame mm-hmm. um a month give or take guys is gun hunting and and i'm a big outdoorsman <laughs> so i started hunting yeah and, and it was a very good week of of you know, luck that I never had before. So I was thinking it was a test to say, okay, Hey, this, mm-hmm. um, I did relapse for one day. It was two drinks. I'm sorry, two days. It was two drinks and two shots and like a four day period. And it, it was a very good relapse. I'm gonna say it that way. And I'm gonna explain it this way, guys. So sometimes a lot of times people relapse and they get hooked back on it. Right. This was a teaching relapse where I'm like, I don't want that life again. Mm. So um, I had it. I'm like, and I had to stop. Yeah. Like I stopped and like no, no. And uh, it, it was a very good learning lesson because I did not want to feel out of control. Um we can go down the reasons of, you know, being hung over all that stuff, but <laughs> there was a message behind it that kept repeating on past the verse was I don't want to have happened to like my family members of, you know, getting a disease or or whatever it is and and not really truly fulfilling your life. And, mm. um, mm-hmm. you know, my grandpa did pass away from Parkinson's. So Parkinson's mm. is a very slow deteriorating disease. Yeah. And to me, it was just like through, it went back to like a childhood memory thing. And, you know, I still respect them and love them to this day and all of us miss them. But in general, like for me, it wasn't a sadness. It was like a mess. So much that, and I'm explaining mm. this because so, like any you guys that clean up in a period of cleaning up the first year, year and a half. You're mad at the whole world it just it, it is what it is that's just the cycle of, of getting clean um and and during that time frame it didn't matter who it was anyone that caused me pain i was mad at because to me it felt like it was them pulling me down, down. instead of myself overcoming it and um you know a couple of years later about a year or two later after that <sighs> actually let's, pa- let's pause and stop that a couple of months after i cleaned up um friend of mine's like hey you're kind of funny now i want to hear your stories just as a joke and uh we ended up recording about three hours worth of podcasting and he's like dude why don't you host your own and i'm like i i don't want to and ended up being (laughs) (laughs) lockdown occurred and they kept poking and poking and poking and and ended up uh, start my own podcast and uh funny thing now is out of the two years, I'm the only one that didn't pause and stop and reset. Um, I did reset my direction a little bit more towards battle warrior, but, um, yeah, it's starting your own podcast leads. I'm going to classify this in general, guys. If you want to start your own podcast, it is literally a gateway into a brand new community. And, um, you know, comes with, you become an author, you start writing books about your journeys and stuff. You start building businesses and you just get around the community of people that are, that want to win.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and I appreciate you sharing and being transparent with your story. Cause I think that's one and the biggest way that other people can, can change is, you know, feeling like they're connected to you because maybe they deal with the same thing. And so there's hope for them through your story. And I think that's an amazing thing. And, and it's so cool to, to hear it and uh, just, you know, see the transformation and the change you've had and the continued growth you're going to continue to have. But I'm curious, what would you maybe say were some, some ways that you created boundaries or guide rails to help you kind of avoid falling back into those, you know, those temptations, those addictions that other people might be able to put in place as well to help them. Um, well, it's common sense for me. So I knew
1: I was going to be addicted to something and, it, <laughs> and, it, and it's, I don't want to sound bad how I word this, but it's just the the pattern and usually what occurs. So like a lot of us that are high achievers, high performers, you know, we have all this entrepreneurship stuff over and above what we do. We're very busy um tend to be addicts in the past mm. um just because what I ended up doing is we directed that energy and that drive and that focus into self help help development whatever it is fitness whatever the situation is you love to do and and that was my thing where I'm like I know first it was eBay it's like I know I have to keep my hands doing something because I don't want to have something in my hands and then um it just rolled into podcasting and stuff. And I don't want to wear it this way, but like I I get addicted to now more of like the challenge. So Mm. instead of Mm -hmm. sitting here looking at, you know, looking at, okay, Hey, we have a new episode or, Hey, we have this, like for me now it's, it's the Cameron Hayes effect where it's the, I love bow hunting, but I also love running marathons. And, Mm. um, it took something like that to where to blend something like that where each year I do something big and then it keeps the discipline down. Um, this last year was a marathon plus two, um, awesome. mass events and it just, it, 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 picks something to keep me edge. And, and, and the thing that I look at is I have a gauge where, mm. you know, if you guys are spiritually, non-spiritually, whatever it is, you know, like some people like, I put on the universe, I put on God, whatever it is. I just, I lay an event out. And the more kickback I get on the event in general. So let's say, Hey, I, I want to go to Vegas for this event. And then all of a sudden, like obstacles start piling up. I know I need to attend that event. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, 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 it's just, it's really weird to kind of, when you're in sync with all that stuff, um, it's, it's usually a big event or something good always happens after you face an obstacle.
0: I can agree. Yeah. I can agree more with that. That's like with my story, like, Overcoming kind of the depression and, and the suicidal thoughts that I had during college was, you know, I was going to see a therapist and I walked up to the door of the therapy room and I turned away and I was walking away in my head, like this conversation was going in my head. It goes, you know, yeah, therapy, that'd be too hard. You don't want to do that. It'd, it'd be just kind of, you know, embarrassing and, and things like that. It'd be too hard. And it the t- second time it said that in my head, I was like, I stopped in the middle of the student center, I said too hard. It must be what I need to do. Then I turned back around and walked in the, in a therapy room and uh, you know, it was the best thing I could have done. Um, So yeah, those, those moments, if once you can become in tune with those and then build those, those guardrails of like replacing the, the addiction with something more positive, I think those, that's such a huge, huge growing uh, actions that you can take uh, for sure. Along that journey.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I still love cigars, you know, not all mm. the time, but it's, it's a guy thing. Um, and I actually, and it's going to sound really cheesy how I say it this way, but I had <laughs> two of them New Year's Eve and for some odd reason it just hit right. And everything mm. just went the way it should be in a cigar, but not the way you want to be when you're in a recovering addict. <laughs> and, um, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't like this feeling. Mm. um it, it was just a very good hit of it not say hit i don't want to sound bad how i word this year guys but like the the buzz from the cigars just kicked hard mm. and i'm like yeah i don't like this you know, chill feeling and it, it was a great reminder where it was kind of i was slipping a little bit in general not with the drink inside of it but just kind of lost you know i'm, I'm in between races so it's it's a very mm. great area is the best way of saying it and um what happens is you you you, run, you put so much energy into building a, a foundation up to that event, and then after that, it just stops. And mm-hmm. you're like, "What the heck just happened?" Yeah. And I'm kind of, you know, it's winter. What I reckon, like five different excuses, but I, right. I lost my focus on exactly what was important in life, and yeah. uh, kind of at the moment, I, I I took too much cigars and mm. uh, found out that I don't like that yeah that stage and uh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll back off them and i'll learn that learning lesson but um when it comes to that stuff it's just yeah it's it's a it's a it's a learn i learn best getting thrown in the fire mm-hmm. and um yeah it's there's a few other things on the plate too i need to navigate around but um i learned the hard knock way and yeah. uh
0: yeah. And it's always, I mean, yeah, that's why it's a journey. It's, it's always going to have, you're going to get bumps and bruises and there's always learning lessons and, but you just got to keep moving forward and keep continuing and, and doing your best to improve, reaching out to to support and people who have been there or battling the same kind of demons. And so, uh, Chad, we appreciate you being on, uh, elevate your brand today and just sharing your story, sharing your journey, sharing some, some guidance for those who are trying to overcome um, before we kind of close off for this episode, where can people connect with you at, uh, find out more about you?
1: Well, there's gonna be a couple different areas here, guys. So on social media here, I am at the Chad M Smith. Um, and then also at battle warrior brands, which is pretty much exactly what it, it, it spreads out here. But, um, yeah, so I, I might battle warrior brands paraline, line, which is at battle dash warrior dash brand.com. Um, you can get tied in the email list with that stuff here. And uh, I'm in the process of tying all the fun stuff together with the podcast world and uh, just pay attention here, guys. I, if you join the email list on that, you will be in the announcement of um, the launch of all the other stuff with the podcast and the eBooks and all that stuff. So there there's, it's a never ending project and yeah. um, eBooks are common. I'm going to say eBooks with an S I awesome. um, I have, i have an audio i need to i need to finish my audiobook um but there's another one coming on podcasting so there's there's a few things coming down the pipeline i'm gonna let public
0: awesome well yeah everyone make sure you go get connected with chad and see what he's doing and just uh continue yeah just learn him and follow his journey and again chad we appreciate being on the show today absolutely man thank you very much